welcome back to another podcast of Bonham and Back. My name is Liv and I'm here with my ever annoying co-host, Will. That's me. See, I try to, <laughs> that's, that's me trying to make it more upbeat because you were saying how you wanted it to be uh, more higher energy levels. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying higher than... I was like, I thought I gave a pretty good high energy level then. No, from me personally. like. Oh, from you personally, yeah. yeah. You, you drive on. Um, <laughs> right, so I want to start with any other business, okay? Because there's something that's come up. A little birdie has spoken to me this week. Ooh. And I need to pull you up on something. Okay. So... A couple of episodes ago, we did Grapes of Wrath. Yes. Uh, and within it, we talked about um, our GCSEs and um, the sort of uh, books that we had to do during our studying at school, right? Yes. And you made this big thing about how annoyed you were that you had to study Twilight and had to um, like review it or analyse it or come up with your own fiction to do with it now i've heard and i put it to you olivia that you were indeed as a teenager a huge fan of twilight and therefore probably would have loved the fact that you got to do twilight so don't come over here and be all annoyed pretending like you didn't want to be talking about bella for five pages when i have solid proof from a reliable informant that you indeed were a twilight fan who the heck is this first i want to know who the heck is this reliable informant because if it's the person i think it is it's not reliable (laughs) my sources remain anonymous so it's connor (laughs) it's not actually to be fair is it not who was it i'm not telling you no, I, I need to know or the I won't fa- go on with the podcast. The fact that... <laughs> I need to know or I'm ending this. <laughs> the fact that you're attacking the source rather than the actual information tells me that this information is correct. I will spill all my heart. I need to know who it was. <laughs> no, um, I'll probably cut this bit out, but it, there was no... um. There was no informant. I just saw you like tag someone in Facebook about Twilight, and I was like, oh, oh, for "This the bitch love liked of it." God. <laughs> um, so no, my I... reliable informant is uh, Facebook. Yo- yourself. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> and you're like, and I trust me. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like Twilight. Uh, I don't know if I said I didn't in the last. Well, no, it's, it was your tone. It was what you implied. So you were well, like, oh, no, you're here's hitting the thing. me with Twilight. Like, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. Okay, here's the thing. I Here really liked Twilight. Get the spades out, everyone. <sighs> I, I really liked Twilight. I went to watch all the films. I even read the books. Um, mm-hmm. I really... <clears throat> the books were, like, not that well written. Yeah. Uh, we've had this discussion, actually, uh, on the bus <laughs> where I told you about that book, The Second Life of Brie Tanner. Yes. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's really good. Um, I, I love it. I just didn't need it to uh, coexist with my education and come into <laughs> a classroom. Like, I love I love the Hunger Games, but if they turn around to me and they go, I need you to write a fan fiction for this, I'd be like, for my GCSE? Like, this you is something... Come on, you wouldn't enjoy that? I would love that. If mm. it was the Hunger Games... Oh, sorry, I just drank and it made the biggest slurp. It was slurp. I don't know how much so it. loud. <laughs> was it actually? Yeah. 
no. Oh, well, it was loud. It, it was loud on my headphones. I, it might not have been picked up by your mic. It definitely was because I watched the volume spike on the um, recording. <laughs> but I need to drink again, so I'm gonna do it. Do it. Oh okay. yeah, there's that noise. <laughs> don't miss that, do you? Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I don't think I'd. The only book I can think that I would read. Hmm. Sorry, who are you shushing then? I literally didn't shush anything. Oh, I thought you went. <laughs> I actually, clear as day, just heard you go shh, and I thought it was to Aggie or something. Like she walked in the room. Shh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You ruin everything. I'm imagining like just shut, shut, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. If you've seen that film, um, yeah. Sorry, the only book I can think that I would like to write a fan fiction about for my GCSE or in general Harry Potter because mm. it would be absolute. If someone, if my teacher turned around for creative writing and when your GCSE depends on you writing a creative piece that puts mm. you into the book, oh. I would have died. Yeah, would have been died it. of happiness. But like, where do you write yourself into Twilight? Uh, in another town. <laughs> Minding my own business <laughs> and not with vampires. Dating someone my age. <laughs> oh my god! I really wish now I could go back in time. I would make. I would like write a story about a really strict Christian who just didn't believe in all this nonsense and it was just their day-to-day life in the town over from Forks called like Gork or something and be like nice. yeah it would open up with there are vampires all over but she didn't believe in vampires for they were the devil's work and then just go right into it and she was on the true path of, of, <laughs> of, of righteousness <laughs> That's the way to go. So, the film we watched this week was a documentary all about... uh, I'm going to try this. Aileen... No, Eileen Varizo? No. I can't say her last name. What's her... Is her first name Eileen or Aileen? Aileen. Isn't I no Because I thought it was Aileen, and I'm pretty sure they pronounced it differently on the. I've been saying Eileen, but hearing mm. you said say Aileen makes it sound right to me. I don't know. It, they had American accents. They said it differently. This is us. true. Yeah. So what did you think? That silence should be an indication of what I thought. <laughs> um, I was I was very bored. It it did not take me long to realise you have to watch part one of that documentary yep. to even enjoy part two, which makes me wonder how part two is in that book without... Unless part one is in that book and it's way further <laughs> we back. Just, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's in there. Um, but yeah, you... I was very bored. And I, I don't really enjoy that the, the guy doing the documentary, um, whose name has now escaped Nick my mind. Butterworth or something? Is that right? It's really bad that I did loads of research last week and this week I haven't committed to anything. Yeah. I think that that's a uh, comment on the film, though. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I really Nick Broomfield. Nick Broomfield. Okay, Nick Broomfield. I literally, like, 
sat down in preparation the same way way I did for last week and I just couldn't I had nothing mm. to say about it um I didn't like Nick Broomfield's voice I'm sorry he should have got someone else to Thank do the voiceover it was it not it was I'm sorry Nick it, you know obviously he's he's good at what he does like this documentary captured loads of people I don't mm. know if I was just so annoyed yet bored by his voice that I just couldn't get into yep. it um yeah, yeah. the one he... thing I did really like was the intro and it turned out to be a false promise because he like you know the intro is like driving through that woods where they found the bodies I think that's yeah. where they um and the music that paired with that I was like oh my god this is a documentary but it's opening like a horror film and I mm. got really excited and then what lay ahead was not that See, I I'm going to disagree with you there because it started, and like you say, it's like a car driving through, um, and there's no talking or anything, and I was like, here we fucking go, Shining 2.0. I don't need this in my <laughs> life. <laughs> and I was proved to be right because what followed was an hour and a half of trash. Um, I I was very bored. I have to yeah. say, what um, I will say is that it is clearly a it was a very engaging subject matter. So, mm-hmm. like, Aileen clearly was a v- this fascinating person who had mm-hmm. been through so much and had been let down so many times mm-hmm. by the system, by her parents, by friends, by whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a documentarian, I don't know much about documentaries, but as a documentarian, your job is to take interesting um, facts, um, people, whatever, and put it into a narrative, put it into a series of shots, scenes, whatever, that makes you as a viewer engage with this person, that mm-hmm. makes you feel for whatever the subject matter is. And I didn't really feel that until about an hour and 20 minutes in, and that was too late. I know exactly which... I I hope we were feeling it at the same point... Was it when all she wanted to do was talk about the police? Yes. Oh my god, that is literally the only bit I was engaged in. Yep. When he's trying I... to get the final interview from her and all yeah. she wants to do is talk about how... the So basically, uh, to give everyone an idea, he goes to give his final talk with her because she's now been sentenced. She knows, like... Well, they don't know the day they're going to die, but um, hmm. she... They sort of, like, he has an idea knowing this would sort of be his last interview with her. Um, and she decides that she just doesn't want to talk about why she did it but instead she blames the police Mm -hmm. and she says that the police knew that she was killing people um and that they just let her get on with it because she was getting bad people off the street Mm -hmm. and that she was being observed and all this and i don't know she what was really scary watching that was how close the camera was and her eyes are all black Yeah, yeah she didn't have any color in her eyes that was really scary um, is that is it just showed how uh mentally unstable she was she yeah. she was talking so calmly and sweet like she was talking about oh well if i'd been brought up in a nice family i would have could have been this job or this job and then he mentions her mum and her face just changes she oh can burn in hell she can all this yeah her eyes like pop like mm-hmm. you can see so much of the white around her eyes i was like oh my god and when he says he went to see her she's like you went to see her you're like oh my god you're a crazy person Mm -hmm. 
and, and it's like crazy. she would contradict herself within the same sentences as well yeah just like clearly her mind was so scattered and scrambled mm-hmm. it's um it's crazy as well because she um like what while she's like saying all this and stuff you really just saw how mentally unstable she was and then he went on to say nick that the day before she actually passed her psych test yeah um, in like 15 minutes or whatever yeah so what have you got to do to fail those tests because i would exactly. look at her and think that's not okay it's it's a frustrating thing because clearly that documentary is important in terms of it was really highlighting the death penalty should we you know trying to raise a debate of what about the mentally ill should they be um subjected to the same sort of punishment as everyone else it was just the way he he it almost was like it was about him and his relationship with her rather than about her mm-hmm. there were a lot of references yeah. to his first documentary which i'm sh- from the sounds of it uncovered a lot of stuff and was a very like groundbreaking documentary and then he must have been like oh well i need to keep that up so i'll just um come back and come up with another way to talk about her again yeah and it it was just it just seemed a lot of the focus was on him more than her Mm -hmm. yeah i felt that same way and like i didn't like how uh they were having a talk and he like she walked off uh Mm. and he's like uh aileen aileen i can't remember how you pronounce it Mm. but he shouts her name turns around you think he's gonna say something he's like oh i'm sorry and you're like what yeah because it did feel a lot was about him saying what his relationship was with her but i wish it would have dove more i mean it might in the first documentary and yeah i might have to watch it just to really get a closure for like all of it you want um, another two hours of listening to that guy's voice? No, I really don't. Um, <coughs> I, I think, you know, I, I have to say, though, the whole thing, I was literally sat there thinking, God, what what if she, what if she really was self-defending? I did have a moment mm. where I thought that. I thought being called a serial killer is a number. It's not how you kill someone. And you can defend yourself as many times as possible. And she was a hooker. And I was like, wow, this is, this could go really wrong. And I believed her for a split second. But then I always think, oh, but people died. And then she turned around. She was like, I killed them in cold blood. And I was like, there it is. You bitch. Um, It was, yeah, it was unnecessary. But then, then well... That's the whole point, isn't it? You're not really sure because then mm. off camera, when she thought she was off camera, she then said she did do it in self defense. Mm. So, was she lying just because she wanted? The idea is, was she lying just to get it over with because she hated death row so much she just wanted to die? Yeah. Was was she just so mentally ill she started believing it herself? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, fair fair play to it because it does make you go oh god like it's horrible the system and what it did to her yeah i think um i think it is a very strong possibility that that at least the first guy was self-defense yes. yeah, and then yeah. from that point on if anyone tried anything that she just wasn't going for straight mm. away gone yeah because 
Yeah, it's sort of like she was abused her whole life, and then she had this horrible like mental state, and she snapped, hasn't she? So yeah, yeah. There's not but, there's not really a not a lot else to say, because yeah, I'm more to... talking about her story than the documentary yeah. itself. Because um, as a documentary, it's not. It didn't engage cool. me. No. And the fact that we are still able to debate about her shows mm-hmm. how interesting the subject matter is, which shows how big of a failure it is that he didn't engage either of us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. It's cra- It's weird to think that we both got engaged at the same small bit. Yeah. But again, We're... far too late in. Way too late. With ten minutes left of the documentary. Because yeah. I, I sat through there through the whole thing thinking, oh, I kept looking at how much longer was left. Because mm-hmm. it was just him talking about going to see her and doing this and that. And I was thinking, I wanted, it, I wanted you more to talk about what happened and all this. I, yeah. Um, mm. It was more about... It was crazy because, uh, to what I believe, the first documentary is called The Sentencing of Her. Yeah. Whereas... The second one is called The Life and Death, where really this one felt more like the sentencing. Like, all he was talking about was what, like, what she's seeing in the court and all this. There was no background to... Well, they talked a bit about the childhood. I agree it wasn't as much, but, like, I still know, you know, she grew up in a town where she got pregnant at 13 and had to give it up for adoption, and then she got sort of ostracised by society because of that... So she had to live in the woods and she yeah, was sort of became the town I'm putting air quotes here, hussy or whatever, mm-hmm. until she decided to leave a couple of years later. So it it delved a bit into the childhood, but nowhere near as much as it should have. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. Um I did, and this is totally off topic, I did wonder if that child she gave up for adoption knows who their mother is. I did sit there, sit like I yeah. was sat there watching it, thinking that's crazy. Like imagine if your pet, like your biological, like if you ever go looking one day out of curiosity and you find out it was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Not that um, that defines. Just to be clear, not that that defines yeah. who they are. You're not the people that you no. came from. Yeah. But also, like, they, when they're going through her family as well, like her dad did. You okay? <coughs> Sorry, I was laughing because I thought of a really mean joke to say to you, but you started talking. No, say it, say it. No, but I was like, you're not, you don't define, you know, the people you came from. I was about to go, like, look at you with your family. Like, you just don't fit in. Like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) But, you know, they they love you. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Yeah, you're joking. They don't love me. (laughs) They can adopt me. (laughs) That's where I was going with that. Did, uh, I t- no. did I tell you that I spoke to my mum this week <coughs> for the first time since the podcast has come out? Oh, what did she say? Because she was she, she listened to the first episode and she was like, "Oh, I didn't, so <laughs> I didn't realize I was the star of the show." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I know." Lives lives kind of obsessed with you, isn't she? And she was like, "Yeah, no, I do remember the Waitrose meeting. I remember thinking she was acting a lot." different to when I saw her in the house and now I know why <laughs> I love when she's like I didn't know I was the star of the show and you're like the star of Liv's life 
Like, <coughs> I just think she's awesome. That's all. <clears throat> I really, we need to uh, all get together. Awesome. When you say all, you mean just you and Mama. <laughs> I mean, you can be there, but there's no. No, I'm joking. Obviously, you too. Um, but yeah, sorry. You could go back in. Took a hit at you. I can't remember what you were saying. Something about um, me. Either. Just the fact. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just like Aileen's family, mm-hmm. like you know, her dad was also her granddad and her she had like an adoptive mother and a biological mother the adoptive mother turned on her the biological mother was a drug addict or something like she really had like a terrible mm-hmm. upbringing oh yeah sorry I thought you were winding in with something else so I did yeah. feel yeah. for her um no it was I, really I did feel when she said um you know nobody knows what I would have like turned out like if I would have had a different family I was kind of like oh shit yeah yeah maybe you have time then that comes down to the question which he doesn't really pose in the documentary but is it in your DNA or it's nature versus nurture it's gonna Mm. forever it's going to like forever be that ultimate question so argument but yeah we watched it it's done now (laughs) we've got it out of there but again though something I never would have watched because I'm not a big fan of documentaries, so... Yeah. I'm, it's opening my eyes more to the range of film out there. Yeah, definitely. I've only watched, like... I'm going to say five... No, maybe ten documentaries max. Mm. Um, a lot of serial killer ones, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watch things like yeah. the Ted Bundy tapes, and the only non serial killer ones I watched was uh <laughs> sorry I'm laughing because I'm like what is my life um I watched the Pixar story about Pixar and I watched mm. Blackfish about everything that SeaWorld's doing oh yeah yeah that was like really f- famous at the time it came out that was it? terrifying so, so for me to watch I didn't actually yeah. look at the screen I just listened yeah to put to put into context for everyone Liv is terrified of open water no. Or just in, in general water. But my um, biggest so. fear in the entire world is killer whales. Yes. I am terrified of them. I don't like looking Beg- at them. That begs the question why you watched the documentary. Because, you know, I don't like them. So I'm more like, you know, let's... Were you going into it to root for SeaWorld? Oh my God, no. <laughs> I'm going into it because in, in my mind, everyone, you know, I'm like, what is SeaWorld's problem? Just let them go. We don't have to look at them in tanks. They're terrifying to look at. It's scary and it's cruel. I mean, I don't want to pick on them. So I'm like, let them go. And then all my housemates were watching the documentary. It was like Cloud and Luke and Connor and everyone. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to sit and watch this documentary with them. So I just like closed my eyes. But then I heard a whale scream. Oh my oh. God. That haunts me to my dreams. Honestly, yeah. sometimes if someone talks about killer whales to me before I go to bed, sometimes I'll have nightmares where I hear that whale scream. It's really horrible. I don't like it. Oh, I got a shiver. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're, they're the documentaries I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> Aileen, life and death of a serial killer. Let's give it a score. 15. Every week. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
15. Okay, so we're scoring out of 100, and you want to give it 15. I would have gone low. I, I want to go lower. <gasps> I'm so happy you said that, because I went high to make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go, like, 9. Oh, cool. I had 8 in my head. I'm happy for there 9. There we go. 9. Because, honestly, as a documentary, not looking at her life um, and her story, because that's not really what we're analysing we're analysing the documentary as a film itself the way it's been cut together and told to an audience it was not Not, good not worth your time I don't think it it is worth your time to find out about Aileen I will say that it's worth your time if you don't know her story look it up maybe even watch his first documentary I don't know how good it is but do not bother with this one no 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 uh cool yeah so every week we play a game i'm so excited the game this week i don't know how you're gonna kind of reciprocate this for me but i'm sure you'll find a way so we are recording this on february the 23rd Okay. okay. Sorry, yeah, I February see. 20, yeah, yeah. February 23rd, 2020. So I have three actors or actresses whose birthday it is today. Oh. You just got to tell me how old they are. <sighs> okay, well, can I know okay. the actors? Well, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of a person. Guess they're right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I couldn't know the actors. Okay. Uh, um, go I'm going to say three points. No, five. Yeah, five points for getting it spot on. Okay. Three points for being one either side. Okay. And one point for being two either side. Oh, God. Okay. I feel like okay. I, I could do this. I know a lot of actors' ages. Okay. First one, nice and easy. Not easy, but we'll see how you go. Your friend of mine, Emily Blunt. Ah, oh, you know, I saw her birthday thing um, today. No, known for Mary Poppins Returns, The Devil Wears Prada, Edge of Tomorrow, and The Adjustment Bureau. And just being amazing. Uh, she's 37. I saw it today. Yes. Yeah. But five out of five. Nice. Uh, actress number two is Dakota Fanning. Uh, she, I believe, is... She's either, huh? I want to say she's a year older than me, or two. No, I think she's she's a year. You know what? I'm like, <laughs> I know her age because when she was in Twilight, <laughs> I, <laughs> it I, all comes home to roost. <laughs> I looked at how old because I remember watching it, and someone was like, "She's so young," and I was like, "I swear she's like our age or older." Uh, I think she's a year older. I think she's twenty six. I try and find these games that are hard for you, and they're just... well because yes, if she's... she is twenty six. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I was like, is she year old? I'm twenty five in May. If she's yeah. this shit, yeah, I'm probably. Oh, wow, I feel like I do so well on these games. Wish yeah, it's ridiculous. Wish these were my GCSEs. Okay, okay go on. Okay, uh, next one is Josh Gad. Oh, I am... known for Olaf, Beauty and the Beast, 
Oh. And all that stuff. I don't actually know how old he is. He looks... Yes. He looks middle thirties, but I'm going to say he's older because he was in the Book of Mormon and he wouldn't have been that young in that, so he would have had to do... I'm going to go for... He's not 40. Um, Maybe he is. I don't know. I follow him on Instagram. He didn't... He's never celebrated a big birthday whilst I followed him on Instagram, if that makes sense. Yeah, good logic. Uh, 30... say six but that feels too low 30 is he older than emily blunt 38 josh gad if you're listening um you live thinks you are younger than you actually are he's 39 Woo! so you're only one out yeah that's oh, so good so right out now of a possible 15 you got 13 damn it's pretty impressive yeah i feel pretty good right now I like a, I like that game. Um, yeah. I mean, how am I going to do that for you? You can pick another day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this will come out on... Hang on, let me write this out. This will come out on the 4th of March. So you can look at the 4th of March. Okay. Yeah. Uh on March 4th. Having to Google it because I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, let me see if there's anyone here that you know because there is no one that I do. I recognise anyone on this list. Seriously? I recognise the first person and everyone else is like, I don't know them so I don't think you will. No, these are a lot of, uh, okay, I'm going to, pre- I mean, when's your birthday, Will? 10th of October. That was, by the way, I knew that, but I'm just, <laughs> I was doing it for the thing. I get you, I get you. Um, October 10th, okay. I, We're going to share a birthday with Peter Drinklage. Well, we are going to do actors okay. whose birthdays. So, William, yeah. you share yeah. a birthday with Charles Dance. Do I? Oh, someone else from Game of Thrones. Okay. Do indeed. Now, what? Now, would you like to do what age will he be this year? Or what? He, we'll go for what age he is right now. Okay. You share a birthday with him. Charles Dance. He's been, he's been around a while. Oh, he has, yeah. Um, I... I feel like mine was easier because I've seen the birthday post today for some that Yeah, I'm going to be a lot worse. This is going to be a running theme every week where you find it quite easy and get high scores and I and I really struggle. I'm okay uh, with that. I'm, I'm going to say he's in his 70s. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I'm going to land on 73. <gasps> yes! No way. He is! <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay, five out of Love five. Life. Yes. That's actually amazing. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. Um. 
the next one, I can't pronounce her second name. I think it's Rose McCleaver? Cliver? She's the... Oh, from Game of Thrones again? No, no, she's in iZombie. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Rose, McI- Rose McIver. McIver, okay. Yeah, you yeah. share a birthday love her. with her. Do I? You oh, I do love indeed. Uh, she, she, she used to live with um, these two American comedians called Jake and Amir who uh, I used to listen to their podcast and when she was living with them she was on a few of their episodes oh, nice. and she's really funny yeah she's also in Once Upon a Time which is a show we used to watch yes I like her in The Lovely Bones with Saoirse Ronan oh yes yeah, yeah. Uh, okay you share a birthday with her when uh, do you come think on then, Rose. Um, she she's got to be in her 30s the other thing Lovely Bones was 2009 I think she was a teenager in that though maybe yeah, so she younger. can't be in her 30s so if Lovely Bones she, no she's got to be older than me I'm going to say 28 she's 31 oh, you made me go down <laughs> oh did I yeah. Oh, sorry. So I was like, she's in her thirties, and you were like, yeah, but she was a teenager in love with Ella. Oh, sorry. No, that's right. You know, you win however you need to win. Uh. All right, it's gonna be that way. So you got no points for that. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, Mario Lopez, who is okay. known for playing Slater. Yeah, yeah. AC Slater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was also in um. Uh, a dodgeball show I watched. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and he, he's now like, he hosts, is it Pop Idol? No, that doesn't exist anymore. American Idol. Living living back in Somewhere. the 2002 <laughs> there, well. <laughs> yeah, him and Gareth Gates are loving life. Oh, um, yeah. Um, Mario Lopez. So, Saved by the Bell was early 90s. I want to say and he was playing a high school kid but probably would have been 1920 so let's say he was 20 in 1992 it is now 2020 so that would make him my maths is really bad uh, 48 you sticking with that answer yep he was indeed 46 oh so you got fun. one point, though. You got one Two point. Out. You have six Ugh. points. That's still my very logic good. was there. Your logic <laughs> was there. Uh, I I liked your logic because I don't think mm. I would have been able to guess how old he was. I would have gone much younger. Would you? Yeah. He does. He looks good. Both all three of them look good for their age. Very good. Say. Yeah, I can't believe you got Charles Dance right off the bat. That was, I know. That was some <laughs> next level somewhere. It makes me feel like it was in the back of my mind somewhere. Yeah. But I can't think why. Like, you knew all along you share a birthday, and you're like, yeah, I know Charles' yeah. birthday. We shared a party. <laughs> Granddad Charles? Yeah, yeah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was... I liked that game. It was a good game. Um, right, the final thing we have to do... Oh, yeah. I forget this every it's, week. It's right. Pick our film for next week. So, Olivia, please pick something that doesn't have a serial killer in it. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> pick a number between 20 and 900 and... 
40, is it? Something like that. Yeah, 930. 912. Okay, I've never seen this film. So, for next week, we are going to look at The Hurt Locker. The what? The Hurt Locker. Never heard of it. Have you not? No. It got nominated for uh, quite a few when it came out. It was in 2008. I can't tell if you're saying The Hurt Locker or The Heart... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a Jer- Jeremy Renner film. Oh, is it like a war film? Because um, then maybe I'm thinking of the same film, but maybe not. Yeah, it's to do with war. Okay. Yeah, I feel I like I've seen Jeremy Thingy in a, a, a camo type whole army get up. That must be what it was from. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm on board. It was, it was a, just to give you a fact to tease you for next week. Uh, it was uh, directed by a woman called Catherine Bigelow, and she was only the third director woman who won an oscar oh okay all right i'm in all right well next week then i'm very excited now i mean nice to have another film film documentary wasn't for me yeah uh, yeah but um yeah until next week thanks for listening bye bye